Oh, wow. Are we in for a treat tonight? Now, I, um, I've done this podcast now, I don't know, ten, about 10 months or so. And we've tried to, everything we've done so far up to this point has been regenerative and, and everything involved with regenerative farming. But they're a, not only a farmer's occupation, but anybody's occupation has to deal with financial burdens, how to deal with financial markets, how to properly invest your money. So I, I've got my dearest best friend is with me this evening. This 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 guy here, wow, folks. I'm, this guy is the man in municipal bonds. Uh, he is from my same hometown. And we have known each other for, I don't know how many years, 40 years plus, almost probably 50 years we've known each other. So, um, it is going to be fun tonight because I want to go back in time a little bit with Matt. I want to I want to also talk about the markets. I feel like we're in a very troubling time right now as far as the world is concerned and the structure things are in. So with further ado, um, giddy up, let's go. Matt, Matt, how you doing tonight? Doing good, Ricky. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm, hey, yeah. Matt, thanks, thanks for coming on. This is an oh. honor. This is an absolute honor. I, I got to um, tell you, you must be scraping bottom for uh, uh, people come on. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is the way it's going to be tonight, folks, right here. So hang on. Hang on. Uh, oh, now, Matt, I'll tell you, I, I'm trying to get a, a well-rounded um, uh, you know, synergy to this, this podcast. I mean, I'm going to have probably financial or you're, you're a financial advisor. I'll have like estate planners on uh, accountants because people that's important. You have to prepare your farm for the next generation and you got to know how to how to follow through those those per, uh, correct channels. So so t tonight is Matt Dalton uh, lives in New York now, CEO of Bellhaven Investments. And I. I can't say this enough, people. Matt is the man in oh. Munich Bonds. Yes, he is. He is quoted all the time. People are asking his advice. We're going to get into that later. But Matt, I'm going to start with you like I start with everybody. What What's on your mind right now? What, what's got, what have you been thinking about for the last 24, 48 hours? What's right there at the front? Oh, uh, Rick, I'd say it's probably the Fed. And... Uh... Uh, what they're likely to do next week when they meet, they're, uh, you know, the, the markets are uh, ready for another uh, uh, rate hike on the overnight bank rate. Um, what do you but, think, 75? Uh, well, 75 is what they had indicated. I, I, you know, I try not to get too in the weeds with worried about what they're going to do uh, level-wise, but... Uh, uh, it'll probably be 75 and what everybody will be looking for is what's the language uh, in the speech is, are they getting ready to lift that foot off the pedal? Um, no. They've moved a, uh, they've moved that overnight bank rate up uh, uh, very quickly and uh, another 75 will put you at 4%. Uh, you know, you see hundreds of economists trying to gauge how far they're going to go before it's it's done and over with, 
Um, but, you know, the market will help determine that, you know, the Fed is really pressing hard. And so that that's probably what's most on my mind. You know, we, uh, uh, our firm focuses on uh, fixed income and uh, we currently manage over 14 billion in assets and we've got uh, uh, a little over 17,000 clients. So, wow. wow. You know, it, uh, and you know, so you, you can appreciate I've been doing uh, a lot of these calls with a lot of clients over the last, uh, well, really all year. Because yeah. uh, you've had a pretty uh, ugly uh, bond market uh, throughout most of this year, and, and uh, uh, the quickest sell-off we've ever seen in recorded history, and uh, it just moved quick. So, hi uh, there. <laughs> uh, so I'd say the Fed, Rick. Yeah. Now, now the Fed is is totally different from the government. They're their own little entity over there. Yeah. Um, do you like, I mean, I don't know if this, I know, I know you real well, this probably isn't going to be a, a good question for you, but do you like what they've done so far? Do you like their actions they've taken? No, not necessarily. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I got into the uh, business in 1985 and uh, it, uh, <clears throat> you've just seen more and more government involvement with everything you know they they try to fix everything i uh uh in 85 i'm trying to remember we went through the uh, savings and loan debacle when all the yeah. savings and loans had overextended and uh what the government did uh to clear that out is they set up the resolution trust company and their job was to auction all of the assets of the savings and loans and anybody that had money during that uh, higher interest rate uh, period of time went to these auctions and you were buying land and vehicles and businesses, it, it didn't matter what. Um, and that was, uh, that was great for the buyers and, and uh, that's how they liquidated it. And then, you know, you fast forward to 2008 and, uh, you know, they they uh, they try to marry everybody off and they let Lehman go. But, you know, it, it we're into that uh, era of politics where uh, they want everybody to get a trophy and everybody to be OK. Yeah. And uh, that just puts such a strain on on our country to, to do that. So, yeah, I'm not in agreement with everything that they've done. Um, you know, they're, they're trying to do their mandate, but listen, you know, it, it's, uh, when you think about, uh, regulation and regulators, you know, uh, they feel like they need to be doing something all the time. And that's what yeah. you've got with, uh, the fed. They, they want to be doing something all the time yeah. and they don't get it right. You know, it's, it's funny. I, uh, I've had many clients say to me, well, you know, aren't these the smartest people in our country, you know, aren't they, you got some PhDs, you got this. And I said, listen, I said, I've got over 17,000 clients. They've all done very well. Uh, I don't, I don't know one of them as being a PhD, you know, so it's not a common fact that, uh, you know, book smart relates to wealth, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. that's very well said. 
Well, let, let's go back to 1985, Matt. Um, let's go back just a little bit before that, actually. Oh, um, man. You're getting into the dark ages for me. Oh, yeah. Let's go dark <laughs> ages. Um, you, when did you put, I think you put your first trade on, your first stock trade, Oklahoma, was it Oklahoma Gas? Is that what it was? I know it was Amstar uh, Corporation, which was the sugar maker, Amstar. Oh, sugar. yeah. What were you, 13 or 14 years yeah. old? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But but so, you're right, Oklahoma G&E, OG&E's the symbol. Yeah. Uh, that was that was another one. I still I still actually have that certificate. I, no, no, I've lost that certificate, but I still get checks and it still reads uh, title to my dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm as custodian for me. Yeah. So obviously I wasn't old enough. And uh, <laughs> uh, but that's how those checks still come. See, back uh, in those days, you, you, the, you actually clipped the coupon. I mean, there was a coupon. Well, on a bond. Yeah, on a bond. Yeah. That's right. On a bond. Yeah. There was actually a coupon attached. So that's yeah. where the term clipping coupons comes from. That's right. And, Every and, and also, Matt, back in those days, when you uh, owned a stock, you actually held it in your own possession, right? Yeah. This, this which, which you still can do that today. You can't with a bond. Okay. Uh, unless you're buying a savings bond, you get to keep yeah. that. But uh, you can still get your stock certificate if you want it, if you want to go off the grid, okay. per se. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's how bonds were traded. I, you know, uh, they were all uh, uh, physical delivery. They came with coupons. You clipped the coupon every six months. You took it to the the bank, and they would uh, they would uh, cut you a check. Uh, for whatever that coupon uh, was worth at that time. And, uh, but they did away with that. And the reason they did away with that is because uh, since it wasn't registered and they were, you know, legal documents, uh, they were great for moving large amounts of money in return for uh, illegal substances. <laughs> <laughs> so, so today all your bonds are registered. And yeah. you don't really you get a, you get a confirm, but that's all all you get because the yeah. government wants to know what you've got, where you've got it, and they want to make sure that they can tax you if it's a taxable uh, piece of paper. So sure, yeah. So okay, so you put your first trade on when you're just a little young guy. Yeah, and I mean this is in your blood. I mean you yeah. you felt this, so you. You then you I, I can remember all this like it was yesterday, Matt. Your broker, I think his name was Fred Shorter. That's right. With Shearson mm -hmm. Lehman. Yeah. And and Fred and you talked probably daily, and you had gotten to the point in your life where you said, Fred, I I want to go somewhere and get started in this business. So Take, take us up through Shearson. Well, Lehman. it 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 wasn't uh, it didn't actually work out that way. Um, uh, what I do remember is I remember, uh, I believe it was, uh, my, my grandfather, uh, took me out of Seeger early mm -hmm. and we drove to West Lafayette and we walked into a Shearson Hayden stone office and I got the broker of the day and that was Fred. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I terrorized him from there on out. I, uh, I remember I spent time with, uh, uh, anybody that knew anything about it. Now, where I, where this all lit up was general business class. 
at Seagram High School when we covered the subject of stocks and stock ownership. And I was just blown away by the fact that you could invest in any company yeah. that you wanted to. Yeah. And I just couldn't get enough information at that point. You know, I drove my parents uh, uh, nuts with it. And, uh, and then uh, I actually spent time with Robbie Criswell's dad because he was a big stock guy. Uh, back in the day, and uh, he, he I, I learned a little bit from everybody that I talked to. And another thing that I did, Rick, is I spent many of Sundays uh, or Saturdays, I should say, up at Purdue at the Cranert Business Library, hmm. uh, pulling uh, stock books and, and uh, trying to find stuff that I can read, but I just devoured it. And that's, you know, it just was a passion for me. I just found that to be uh, the most exciting thing. Well, as you know, I didn't go to college and um, I was uh, running a, a gas station there in Williamsport. And uh, one day the payphone rings and I answer it and it's Fred. He says, Hey, he said, I just got back from Chicago. He said, uh, Shearson's Muni Bond Department is expanding, and I think you need to go up there and interview for that. Wow. I said, I said, Fred, I said, I don't know anything about bonds. And he said, well, you know what a coupon is? And I said, yeah. He said, buddy, that's all you need to know. <laughs> so he said, uh, he said, get your butt up here to Indy. And uh, so I did, and he got me a, a new suit and shoes and i drove i don't know if you remember that old uh, chevy pickup i had that had the racks in the back and uh, uh harold van leer had to uh, put uh, body putty on one of the doors that was green <laughs> I, drove, I drove that uh uh sunday night up to chicago got a hotel room and uh, was uh, at uh, at the office monday morning and I went in, I sat down with a guy by the name of Tim Ray, and uh -huh. he said, buddy, he said, I got a stack of NDAs here. Why, why would we hire you? And I said, Tim, I, I wouldn't hire me. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said uh, uh, but, I, but I'll tell you what, if you let me work for a week or two weeks for nothing, just so I can learn, I would be very appreciative of that. So he said, all right, be here tomorrow morning. So I showed up, put me in the back office, and my job was to uh, take the bear bonds that, that we had uh, bought, and I would count the coupons, make sure they're all there. Then I would call the counterparty that we'd done the trade with and check uh, numbers. And once it was done, I signed off and, and whatnot. A couple of days later, Tim calls me and he says, we want to make you an offer, 14.5 a year. Now in 85, buddy, 14.5 a year, with what we were doing when we were younger, that seemed like all the money in the world. <laughs> we, you got you got the world by in your palm of your hand. Yeah. yeah, like holy cow, I'm killing it. <clears throat> so that's how it all that's how it all got kicked off. This, this is '85. Is that right? This is uh, November of '85. Yeah, yeah. The Bears won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right. So I moved to Chicago. Bears win the Super Bowl. I've got a job at Shearson. Uh, you know, we're still working a part-time job to pay the bills, but uh, that's how I got started. Yeah. So then, uh, 
then you get to, then you meet Lou Hodge, right? Is that when is that when you met Lou? Uh, yeah, Lou. Uh, there, there was a cast of characters there. Um, you you remember Tom Rosley? He came on board in '86. Um, you know, so a, a lot of people you know in my inner circle are guys yeah. that I've known for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I did. Uh, I did nine years at Lehman, then I got hired by Rodman Renshaw in Chicago uh, to build a trading operation for them, and then. When that firm didn't uh, do so well, I, I took a group and opened up Bellhaven in Chicago and uh, was in Chicago to, uh, through 2001. Then I moved out east to take over the company. Yeah, that's awesome. So, that's awesome. So now let's let's talk. Let's talk about what is a municipal bond, Matt. Tell us, okay. give us the definition, the backbone of it. Why would you want to be an owner of one of these things? Yeah. Well, a bond, just a regular bond, is just a loan to somebody. You're, you're loaning your money to somebody, and you're going to get paid uh, an interest rate, and that's your coupon, um, and your bond has maturity date. You know when that loan is up for full payment, right? And along the way, every six months, you're going to get your interest payment. A municipal bond is just a bond that's issued by a municipality, a state, a city, a county mm-hmm. um, to raise funds to do whatever they're trying to do, whether it's improve a park, improve roads, build a new firehouse, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And because those bonds are issued for public purposes, they're tax free from the federal government. Um, and that's why it's such a, uh, a market that uh, people care about, because obviously your highest tax bracket is 37% today. And uh, to be able to earn interest and income that uh, is uh, exempt from that, uh, that's how a lot of high net worth individuals um, stay away from the tax man. And when you hear that uh, they're paying lower taxes than you, it's because they are invested in cash flow that is not subject to the tax uh, at your end. So <clears throat> that, that's uh, one way to do it. Um, I, you know, thinking back in 86, uh, one of the things that I just couldn't believe was how much money people had and how many people had it yeah. because we were trading millions and millions off that desk every day. And then it was just going to individuals, you know, wow. buying these bonds. So um, that was, that was one of the eye openers that I remember back in the day, you know, you and I grew up in a, uh, not a uh, wealthy uh, situation and uh, you just, I had no idea. Yeah. You know, so, so. Where is where is the money on in the big cities on each of the coasts? Is that where the money it's, is? It's everywhere, but for the most part, uh, uh, the biggest uh, uh, needs are California, New York. Uh, your municipal bonds, in most cases, if you buy in state, you don't pay a state tax either. So, um, other than that, it's Florida, and it's where retirees are yeah. headed that you know that's what they do with their money okay so so you've just mentioned two things now that make the municipal bond very attractive over say a corporate bond 
Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's just talk in today's terms. What would be if a corp if a corporate bond was going to come to market now? What would their coupon be? And if a, if a municipality was going to come, what what are you looking at on coupons there? Well, the corporate bond uh, versus a tax exempt bond. It's it's you're, you're comparing apples versus oranges, and I'll get to why that is. Corporate bond income is taxable at the federal level and the state level. So if you get a 6% corporate bond, you've got to pay uh, whatever your federal tax is, and then you got to pay uh, your state tax, which isn't a big deal in Indiana, but it becomes a bigger deal when you're in a higher state tax, yeah. you know, uh, state. Um, <clears throat> what you do is you have to then take what you're earning on the tax-free bond and gross it up, meaning you divide it by 63% to account for the 37% tax. Wow. And then you can compare apples to apples, right? Okay. Uh, you could do it the other way. You could take your 6% corporate bond, knock, knock it down uh, to 67% of that. But, but that's how you measure uh, your success in, in both ways. Now, uh, generally, uh, most of your high net worth people will go tax exempt. Now, corporate bonds are great, but the problem with corporate bonds are uh, the situation at the company level can change overnight. Yeah. If you think about, uh, you know, if you think about uh, when uh, Amazon bought wholesale foods, right? Or Whole Foods, Whole Foods. Right. Well, that caused all of your grocery store bonds to uh, spread out from treasuries. And when I say spread out, the value went down, interest rates went up because everybody was concerned that Amazon's going to run the, the rule the roost here uh, as far as grocery stores. So um, it's a big effect like that, uh, you know. Uh, overnight, uh, you'll get uh, uh, Musk uh, making a bid for Twitter. Well, that affects, uh, you know, the Tesla bonds because they, everybody's freaking out. He's going to be distracted. He's going to have to leverage himself to get that going and whatnot. So a lot of that can happen in the municipal bond arena. You don't get that. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, West Lafayette isn't going to have an announcement that tomorrow something's changed and they can't pay any of their, their bond money. So um, and generally, Rick, when when people get to a certain uh, level of wealth, they want to de-risk. They don't want the, the risk anymore. And uh, so at certain levels of uh, net worth, um, we've got people who are, uh, you know, very, very well to do. They don't own a stock. Yeah, they don't need to. They don't want to. They they're very comfortable with what they're earning in their bond portfolio, and and uh, uh, you know worrying about uh, somebody on CNBC screaming their head off about something's happening here or there. They they just don't. Yeah. It, it doesn't do anything for them. So yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about now yield versus dollar. Okay, so then yeah. explain the bond, how the bond, how you price it out to someone. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I, I'll, I'll try to make it as simple as I can. I wish I had some. Uh, I wish I had a whiteboard we could go to. Yeah. But so if you if you think about this, if you uh, if you buy a bond and it's due in whatever <laughs> ten years, 
you got your coupon, you paid par for it. We'll make it simple and it's it's a par bond. So, you know, uh, yeah. it's nice and easy. Now, if tomorrow uh, you can now get a par bond at five and a half percent, well, that 5% bond you bought yesterday is worth less because there's a better alternative there. So the value of your 5% bond, the price of it has to drop and it's, you know, it's a seesaw. Rates go up, prices go down. When rates go down, prices go up. It's an inverse relationship. And it's very easy once you get a hold of that. Um, bonds are very, very easy. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it, right? So <laughs> um, it's just like the first time you drove a car, you think you need to see everything on that dashboard, but you don't. So um, but that's how it works. Now, if tomorrow rates go down and now the best car bond you can buy is four and a half, well, your 5% bond's worth more than that bond because you've got a bigger coupon on it. So it needs to equalize itself. So the yield comes down to match four and a half percent because that's what the market will bear today. But now the price of your bond has gone above par and it's worth more because of that coupon that you have on that bond. So that's that's all that moves uh, the price of bonds is what's available tomorrow. Right. And it's just like, you know, you, you get married and then tomorrow you meet a uh, uh, you know, a model, uh, <laughs> you got to kind of wait, well, yeah. wait, wait, did, did mine just go down in value? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, okay. So let, okay. So what, ha I mean, you mentioned it earlier that the fed has raked, uh, hiked rates extremely quick. Yes. So now you've got yourself a portfolio. I don't know your 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 average is a ten year bond length, and your average coupon is five percent. And the Fed comes out and just wreaks havoc, and 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 the yields are going up. What is happening now to my my money that I had invested? Am I losing money or am I gaining money? <clears throat> your uh, what you'll see is the value of your bond will go up or down. Now, when rates are rising, that means there's better options available because rates are higher than when you bought your bond. So you'll see a paper loss, right? Or you'll see a paper gain if rates go down. Yeah, <clears throat> it's just paper. Okay. So you don't lose money in bonds unless you're forced to sell them before they mature. But okay. if you hold your bond, you clip your coupon every six months, you will receive all your interest and you'll receive your principal back at maturity. Okay. And that's why, you know, uh, if you get follow on questions, a ladder strategy is the best strategy in this market environment. And a ladder strategy means you're buying a basket of bonds that mature over a certain period of time. And the reason it's important is because you'll have a bond due in six months. And when that bond matures, you're able to reinvest at the new higher rates. So yeah. as every day, every month, every quarter, every year goes by, the bonds that you own today are getting closer and closer to maturity. So they become less volatile because you have less interest rate risk because you're now in a shorter period of time. And uh, 
if rates are going to go up and stay up here, you want the latter to constantly be feeding principal, your capital back, to be reinvested at those higher rates. Yeah. Yeah. You've yeah. always told me, we, we talk, Matt and I talk often, but Matt always says, he's said to me many times in the past, he doesn't really care where the market goes, just go somewhere. Yeah. Keep that action, what you're talking about happening. Yeah. Because you've got, so describe your, I mean, let, let's go back to the institutional days. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you had American Express, and and whoever else i don't remember all your accounts you had but yeah. you've got different people that need to have different things happen so you got to go out and you got to find paper because because mary wants ohio paper and blah 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 explain yeah. how that happens yeah so you know uh, there the the bond market is the largest market in uh, on the planet you know when you think about equities they don't hold a candle to the bond market the bond market is massive okay yeah. And so uh, there are more traders involved with bonds than there are anything else. Um, so, you know, you'll have one institution that uh, needs to buy X amount of paper. The insurance companies are always big investors. And uh, part of that is because they've got to set money aside for claims. And that money that's sitting aside for claims, uh, they can invest to try to make extra money off of that money because they know they're not going to pay it all out at, at one time. Now, uh, you get a hurricane. Well, after the hurricane, the insurance companies were dumping bonds because they wanted to get the, the money to be able to make the, all the, the payments. Yeah. Um, if you go through a season where there is no hurricane, they're just buying and buying and buying because their, their pot of money just keeps uh, exploding higher and higher and higher. Um, but take, for instance, uh, you know, uh, Allstate, which is in uh, uh, up there in uh, northern Illinois, <clears throat> just outside of Chicago. They have to put, uh, if they want to write insurance in Texas or some other state, uh, they have to put X amount of their funds invested in those states. Really? To cover those claims. Yeah, it's, you know, uh, it's part of all that regulation, but they have to post X amount to be able to write in some of those states. Now, uh, that's a casualty. I I don't know about, uh, you know, the the crop insurers and that type of thing, whether they have to. But um, so you have a lot of big blocks uh, rocking around. You were you uh, participated in the bond market for uh, a couple of years, uh, and you saw it. I mean, just the flow of and, and people just don't believe how much flow. I mean, uh, we I've probably the team and I have probably invested uh, uh, a billion and a half this year. Uh, you know, that, uh, and then we're still taking care of the rest of the money as if every month we have maturities that have to be reinvested and, and whatnot. So we're constantly trading. I've got uh, five people committed to just trading all day long, you know, to keep that fun going. It, it's kind of like drinking through a fire hose, which is why I look the way that I look. I mean, I'm only 32 years old, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that means that that means I'm only 32 as well because Matt and I are the same age. No, that's right. There you that's go. right. That's um, right. So okay, so you you know we you touched on on um, 
Oh, I just, institutional there, just just a little bit. Yeah. But now you are what you call retail. Is that correct? Well, we're both. We we You're handle both. the. We run uh, mutual funds for Transamerica. We run uh, uh, individual money, uh, and we do a lot of institutional work too. Uh, foundations. Um, okay. Pensions, uh, you know, uh, all, all kinds of different things uh, that we are uh, involved with. But Matt, this is what I don't, I mean, I know you've got programs, I'm sure, running in the background here, but do you get a weekly uh, breakdown of what what bonds are going off are going to expire and then you've got to reload the cat? I mean, how do you keep all this straight? Well, that's why the, that's why the team is 40 people deep. Uh, there is a lot of work, a lot of proprietary software involved that keeps things humming along. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, we're, we're constantly uh, uh, devouring uh, uh, market thoughts and research. And, you know, it's just a, a nonstop, uh, as you know, um, it's just a deluge of information that you've got to sort through to make good decisions. But, yeah. Um, you know, we, uh, it's different every month, but we'll, you know, some months we'll have, uh, you know, 200 million mature, some months we'll have half a billion mature, that type of thing that then has to get reinvested according to whatever it is yeah. that the client needs on an individual basis, uh, yeah. for whatever they're trying to accomplish, whether they're an institution or, or not. Um, we run money for a lot of corporations, you know, they, uh, they all have different needs, and uh, that's what I I like about the business. Uh, one thing I like is is uh, hearing the story of how people made the money that they made, and then hearing what they're trying to solve for and how they're trying to set up uh, and why they need uh, you know these bonds or those bonds or whatnot. And uh, um, so it. it uh, it makes it fun. I, I tell you, Ricky, nobody ever, uh, you know, you don't come out of uh, college thinking you want to go be a, a bond person uh, or a muni bond specialist or whatnot. But I still, uh, I enjoy the uh, the thrill of the hunt, the, the thrill of the conquest, that type of thing. And I, I still am active on the desk every day trading bonds, you know. Yeah. Um, I know you are. Yeah. It's, it's crazy what i mean i've been to your shop it's yeah. it's crazy how yeah. fine-tuned it is and everyone knows what they're supposed to be doing yeah and there's there's no chaos involved everyone's calm um and, and i think i think also that that's going to lead me into my next question um we talked the other day and and you talk you do a lot of consulting uh, and what was the number one word that you you used in your in your delivery right now? There's one word you told me. You got to be. Oh, uh, yeah, I did a I did a large uh, uh, call the other day, and uh, I think I used the uh, "don't panic." Yeah. And we ended up sending out uh, we ended up sending out the Bellhaven T-shirts with "don't panic" written on them to about 600 people last week. Can I get one of those, please? <laughs> is, is Bellhaven, is it orange? Is that the colors? Orange? Yeah, orange is the color. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like orange. Yeah. Well, explain uh, what you mean by that. What do you mean? Don't Well, panic. you know, uh, 
a lot's changed over the uh, uh, the 35 plus years that I've been doing that. And one of them is the uh, the electronic part of all this. You know how uh, 20 years ago, the only time you really get a quote as as a individual or or you know a high net worth uh, investor, uh, you got your statement every month, and on your statement you could see. Uh, if you're up or down or all around, you know, uh, as far as bond portfolio. Well, today, people can jump online and see changes from day to day. Yeah. You have, you know, CNBC didn't exist 20, 30 years ago. And uh, so you've got channels that are dedicated to uh, the craziness out there. And, and yeah, I think people lose sight that CNBC, it's just entertainment. They're, yeah. they're selling ad times. They, they want you tuned in. And that's why on CNBC, they spend 95% of their time on equities because that's what gets people excited and, and you know, rah, 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 you know, all that. It's not bonds. Uh, I've, I've made an acronym, acronym for CNBC and I call it the constant negative bond channel. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing exciting about bonds, but that's why you want bonds because you don't, you know, yeah. you can sleep at night with them, or at least I thought you could until the Fed went on this march that they've uh, uh, gone on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we uh, we end up doing a lot of uh, uh, explaining to uh, individuals that just may not be that clear on how bonds work and and that and. You know, they see that they're down a little bit and, and some people get excited about that. And then there's some that aren't. I mean, Rick, I've got clients that um, have substantial amounts of money with us. I'm lucky if I even talk to them once a year. Yeah. They, they got no worries. Yeah. They're, they're good no to go. If but, something changes, you know, call me. Yeah. And, you and know? Matt, you know, think about, you know, that average investor comes and they look at your I get I get a statement for you guys every month. And what was your value last month and what's your value today? That's all right. they're looking at. Right. Oh my right. gosh, Matt, I'm down. Right. I'm down a thousand dollars or right. whatever. Right. But you know, Rick, I think people have lost sight of why do you buy a bond? Well, you buy a bond for the cash flows because you know you're going to earn interest yeah. on the loan that you've just made. Now, yeah. uh, yes, it's going to go down in value, it's going to go up in value, but eventually you're going to get all your income. And you're going to get your principal back at maturity. It's one of the investments that the day that you make the investment, you already know the outcome. Yeah. You know, if you if you take that coupon every year, you're going to get X amount of interest over whatever period you own that bond. And again, use a 10-year bond. And I get my principal back at the end. Yeah. And then I got to reload with something yeah. else. Right. So uh Somewhere it got lost and people think of bonds like equities now. Oh, they're down. Oh, they're up. Oh, they're down. You know, <laughs> if, if you bought real estate property, you bought it because you want the income from the renters that, yeah. that are in, in your uh, complex. Well, if every day you could see the value of that building, eventually it, it causes the same stress. Yeah. yeah. The building yeah. is going to go up over time. You know that you're going to do okay, but it doesn't have a maturity date. Yeah. And 
but you don't have that. You don't have, you have a guesstimate of, well, it's probably up, it could be down. I don't know. You know, the roof just got blown off a hurricane. So it's probably less, worth less than it was. Yeah. Um, it's the fact that everybody can get it on their phone. You can get it on your computer. Um, and that has elevated the worry because people don't like looking at stuff that goes down in value after they purchased it. Right. Um, and you know, it's, uh, so that that's changed the mentality for a lot of people with bonds, but, um, eventually, you know, people do figure it out and they realize, Hey, you know what? Stay calm and ladder on in the sense of just, let it do what it's going to do yeah. and enjoy the income and uh, go play golf. So, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I got to sit next to this guy in, in Chicago for a couple of years and he taught me the, the ropes on this back when we were a lot younger, but uh, you know, one of the things I remember Matt is you always told me, you know, you meant many times you'd say, bonds never lie you know they are always telling the truth we're like mm-hmm. you're talking about the stocks i mean who knows what's going to happen with these i mean the stock markets are up and then amazon reports and they miss then they're crashed and then somebody right. reports right. And, good and they rally i mean it's insane yeah yeah but the bond market never lies it's steady eddie and it's always there yeah and if if your bonds go down in value, um, you know that they're going to mature at no loss unless you're forced to sell them. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, equities, uh, same thing. If you go leverage and you start buying equities on margin, well, you put yourself in a, in a pretty good corner because if it goes down enough, you're going to get pushed out of the position and your account could be worth nothing. Yeah. Um, equities don't have a maturity date. There's no date of when you're going to get your principal back on that. It's, uh, um, you know, you've you've got to make a decision on, do I take the loss? Do I take the gain? Hopefully hopefully you've got a dividend paying stock that increases its dividend over the years, but, uh, um, you know, it's uh, it's not risky enough for most of the investors out there. Whereas with the bond, it's very, very different in the sense that you already know your outcome. The day you buy that bond, you know what your outcome is. Yeah, that's crazy. So as interest rates rise right now and as municipalities come to the market needing, you know, more paper, you're going to have better coupons here. Oh, yeah. Because uh, let's go back five years, man. You were selling, you were selling what, two, three percent coupons? Oh, yeah. There's uh well, you know, again, coupon is a coupon. What you pay for the bond yeah. is the yield. So you, you can't just figure out what a bond is worth looking at the coupon. So let's say you have a bond that has a 5% coupon. Well, if you buy that at uh, uh, $99, you're actually going to earn a 510. Yeah. You know, uh, because you're going to get paid off at par, but you bought it at 98 or 99. So you get that money too. And that adds into the overall pie of how much interest did I get? Did I pay a premium? Cause I've, I've got to write that down to, to par and you add all those together 
and that'll tell you what your yield is. So you really are always focused on the yield. So if somebody shows you bond and it's got a big coupon on it, you're thinking, oh, that's great. You've got to ask, what is the yield I am earning to the worst case scenario? And the worst case scenario is uh, the municipality can call that bond away from you before it matures. So you didn't get the holdback coupon for as long as you expected to. So your yield's gonna be a little less if you paid a premium for it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because you got your money back quicker, you didn't get to uh, depreciate down to par yet uh, on that bond. Um, so anybody trading bonds, you've got to ignore the excitement that the advisor's given you about that big coupon and realize that when you pay a premium for it, that coupon income's got to go to offset some of that premium to account for yeah. the, the drawdown on that uh, premium bond. So now you used to do all those calculations on your Monroe. You used to yes. Do you still use yeah. Monroe today? I still have a Monroe 3180 sitting on my desk. Mm -hmm. with, the blue, with the blue screen? <laughs> it's got the blue screen. That's right. <laughs> and it's the only one in the shop. Uh, you know, uh, And none of your 25-year-olds even know what it is. They don't know what it is, but they know when I start racking away on it, something's happened. <laughs> so... What let, let's explain to the audience what we mean. We're, we're laughing about yeah. a calculator, but yeah. you're putting in all everything you just talked about. All the parameters of, of your bond. You know, these little, uh, you can do it. You can still do those calculations yeah. on, a, on a HP-12C. Yeah. Uh, you can do all your bond calculations on this little calculator that's been around forever from Hewlett-Packard. And I can uh, remember you having those. Yeah, it's it's a slow way to go, but I'm still I still have a dozen of these things tucked away everywhere. Um, but now but you've got that, the luxury of Bloomberg. Yeah, Bloomberg does it all for you now. Yeah, and I can't wait till it's all voice activated, so I don't even have to type anymore. I can just tell it uh, what I need it to do, and it'll uh, it'll do all the all the functions and calculations so that we can figure yeah. out. Uh, and analyze the uh, the true value of the investment uh, versus other alternatives, you know? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, and each bond comes with a, a designation or an ID, it's called a QSIP. QSIP, so that's right. Type that QSIP in and yep. then boom, here come the, the Texas, uh, uh, you know, whatever, Texas bonds, yep. whatever. Yep. Yeah, I think I'm trying to think what you've got me in some um, Texas health bonds or something. I, yeah, I yeah, I don't remember what it is, but yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, you've also been um, uh, you've also been an FA, right? A financial advisor on bringing uh, paper to the market. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Yes, uh, you'll remember we uh, we actually did one of the refinancings for Seeger Memorial High School. Yeah. Uh, when I was at Robin Renshaw, we uh, we did that uh, that deal. Yeah. Um, we did a lot of deals over the years before we went to a uh, uh, you know the firm today is just an asset manager. 
Um, so we don't do any banking like that. We don't do uh, underwriting like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, it's just part of the evolution that, uh, you learn all throughout all this. And then at some point you're able to use your knowledge for, uh, to help other people, which is what we do today. We help people, uh, um, you know, meet their goals and, uh, protect their assets. We're, uh, you know, as, uh, um, as, as I've heard said before, we're not in the uh, get rich business. We're in the stay rich business. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. So yeah. if someone listening wanted to, to come, you know, check up on you and see what's happening, is it Bellhaven Investment? What is the, what's the? It, it's uh, bellhaven.com. Uh, Bellhaven, B-E-L-L-E-H-A-V-E-N. Now, here's the thing. An individual cannot come to us directly. Oh, we, okay. yeah, we're, we've, uh, that's been our uh, business model all along. We work for advisors who bring us clients. Now that doesn't mean you won't speak to the team. Uh, we do conference calls and, and we get visits all the time from the, the clients and their advisors, but, uh, the best way to get to us is through your advisor. So if you've got an advisor, uh, at any firm just say, Hey, how do we get access to Bellhaven Investments? And they'll say, well, we actually have them on our platform or, or not. And uh, that's how they would uh, look further into us. But they can go to the website. They can see, uh, get a sense of what it is we do. Yeah. They can see all the awards the company has won over the years uh, yeah. uh, from what we've uh, accomplished and, and, and done. But um, um because bonds are confusing. I, I know it confused people, but I'm telling you, there. You, once you spend a little bit of time and understand the moving parts yeah. of them, they're not that hard. Ever. Yeah. So. so let's go back to something you just said there, because see, things have changed so much. You said the word platform. Mm -hmm. So talk about how if you've got that $200 million of, of, um, expiring bonds or, or I lost the term maturing maturing yep. bonds and you've got a I assume you got 30 days or something to get this reinvested or I don't know what the rules are but yep. how do you find your bond how do you find your paper now how do you do that oh it's all over the place so we you know we work with a uh, uh, hundred plus uh, broker dealers across the country um, you know, we work with the brokers, brokers, you know, you remember those, uh, yeah. those are the guys licensed to deal between different trading desks and whatnot. And in the new issue markets, uh, you know, working with bankers and, and getting these new issues that come to market and, uh, and buying those up. Um, there's many different portals to how we get access okay. to the, the paper. We see probably, 8,000 bid one ins a day. And oh, wow. we have to, we have to sort through all that for the structures, the states, the credit quality that we're looking for that gets all filtered out. And then we'll bid on those bonds. Just like you you go to an auction, Ricky, and you just start throwing bids. Well, we throw bids to miss because I don't want to overpay for something. I don't want to buy something at its true value. I want to buy it below its true value. And that's okay, so, go ahead. Now hang, on, now hang on. So you've got you've got these five 
your, your trainers aren't doing this. It's the rest of the teams doing it, and they're bringing this information to you, and you say, bid well, this, this, bid this on that. No, that we, uh, we have a couple of different portals. One of them is a proprietary system that we've built in-house that, that gathers all of these and brings it to one screen on everybody's okay. Okay. And then I can sort on that screen and figure out, like, I've got a guy who uh, is in Connecticut and he has me building a, uh, he doesn't care what the maturity of the bond is. He wants the max yield. And so I, in the last uh, week, I've been able to put together uh, uh, a pretty good chunk of long bonds due 20 to 30 years from now. And I'm getting tax-free yields uh, above five percent. Oh, so, wow. so let's yeah. so let's use that the yield of five percent. So at five percent tax-free, um, you'd have to find a taxable bond paying a seven ninety-three to equate to the yield that he's earning. Okay. Yeah. On top of that, a lot of his bonds are in state, so he doesn't pay his state tax. So that makes it even more valuable because the 793 would go higher to adjust. Rate in half, probably. Yeah. So, um, uh, and so then, you know, you, you, if, you, if you drop uh, 20, 30 million into that, uh, that's pretty good uh, cash flow that just is there year in and year out. And uh, not to get know, rich, it's to stay rich. It's to stay rich. That's right. <laughs> stay rich, lower your blood pressure, and get to the point where you're not checking your stocks every hour or 15 minutes or yeah. worried about an announcement that uh, uh, Facebook now Meta is down 17% today because yeah. they missed their numbers. And uh, um, it's uh, that was another enlightening moment for me is uh, the, the bigger chunk of money that the individuals had, the less involved they were with all these esoteric alternative investments. Uh, so you, you wouldn't know. think that, would you? No, you wouldn't think that. You'd think that they have, uh, you know, they're just aggressive and that they're always yeah. trying to make uh, more on it. And uh, that's not necessarily the case. Like I said, I've got, uh, several very large, uh, uh, and all their stories are just fantastic of how they made their money, you know. And uh, they, as they put it, they took their risk. Their risk days are over. Yeah. Um, you know, now again, it's about staying rich, not uh, trying to pump it up more and and see what you can get out of it. Yeah. Well, they've got they've got their mind somewhere else too. I mean, they've got other things that got them to where they are today. Yeah, sure. What, what, just colors, what color am I going to have my yacht spray painted in? Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> what, what, what Ferrari do I buy today? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I want to be, I want to be respectful of your time. It's been about an hour here, Matt, but give us, give us what, what are you worried about? What, what, what what worries you for the next i don't know 18 months to 5 years uh, i think it's uh it's the inflation re, uh, recession debate right uh, i believe we're already in a recession i think uh, uh you're you're seeing signs of it uh in the housing market uh, that that's been pretty well demonstrated right now 
so you take housing and then you're seeing some softening in some of the numbers. You remember these numbers that came out today and came out yesterday, those are all backward looking numbers of what's happened, you know, year over year, quarter over quarter, month over month. And uh, the Fed doesn't have a lot of forward looking, if any forward looking numbers, right? So, um, but you, you feel it, you know, everybody on this call knows that, hey, uh, stuff's costing me more and uh, I'm not really rolling in the dough uh, much more than I was. So I'm going to have to cut back somewhere. And that is, that's the bad word. Uh, you cut back or try to save some money. You're not spending. You are not a part of the uh, uh, into money supply uh, that has the turnover and the velocity that, that no, causes inflation, you know? Um, so uh, it's really, uh, for me, I think the Fed is pushing, they're going to break something. They want to break something. They need to get inflation down. Now, uh, prior to COVID, um, they fought for many years to get inflation above 2%. <clears throat> and it just was a struggle in the sense that there's just too much supply on the planet. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I usually tell, uh, you know, people, you think about uh, back in the 70s when we had uh, heavy inflation kicked off with the embargo, oil embargo and, and whatnot. And we had double digit interest rates uh, all the way through uh, the early 80s. <clears throat> um, that was a demand driven uh, inflationary period because you had you know, uh, soldiers coming back and people were moving to the suburbs and building houses. And if they had one car, they were adding a second car. Uh, they were getting a color TV. But if you think back then, Ricky, uh, if you were buying a car, you were generally buying it from the big three. Yeah. Um, whereas today, uh, you think of all the automobile manufacturers that, that you can buy cars from today. It, it, it's a plethora of, of uh, supply. Uh, if you went to buy a TV back then, it was RCA, it was uh, Magnavox. Uh, Panasonic. Well, I don't know if it was a Panasonic. Anyway, there's like three TVs, right? Yeah. Um, today you go into Best Buy and there are 20 different manufacturers and they're all offering you discounts to take their TV home with them. So. Yeah. You know, supply was the issue that the Fed was always trying to uh, uh, ramp up inflation, but 3D printers come into it, uh, robotics comes into it, where stuff can be made 24-7 without taking a break, right? Well, the uh, COVID shut all that supply down, and things weren't getting shipped, and things weren't getting made. So, uh, and then we stimulated Checks yeah. were sent to individuals and then they went and spent it. And that caused the inflationary situation that we have today. So it's a supply side problem, the demand side, because you just keep giving them more money to go back and, and spend. And uh, it just doesn't it doesn't work. So the supply side is starting to loosen up. The demand side is getting crushed. OK, and we're headed for a recession. There's just no two ways about it. And the Fed will have to pivot. And the minute they pivot, the bond market's going to rally like there's no tomorrow. 
And then at some point soon, the Fed will have to go into a stimulative uh, you know, scenario where they're back to uh, bringing interest rates down and- uh, uh, you Sounds know, maybe... like the Fed's always about two steps behind where they need yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah, they, they had many of opportunities to get ahead of this and, and uh, they went through the whole period of wealth transitionary. But again, you know, uh, history doesn't repeat, it rhymes. Uh, it's never the same playbook every time. So you're always being, you always have a different sort of uh, inputs to try to dice through to figure out what's real, what's not real, what's going to happen, what isn't going to happen. But, uh, you know, Paul Volcker back in the day, uh, smoking a cigar as the Fed chairman, uh, raised interest rates very quickly and had to pivot and bring them right back down as quickly. And I think uh, the scenario that you have with the Fed is that um, they have stimulated so long. So think about this, the debt of our country, right? Uh, in 2008, uh, because of the fiscal meltdown and the stimulus had to be pumped and the borrowing to help, uh, we went from about uh, $4 trillion in debt to $8 trillion in debt. Do you know where we are today? 31 to 32 trillion. Uh, $21 trillion and still vertically going with it. Now, you take that and now you're in a new interest rate environment. The, the Treasury is constantly, they've got their own ladder going where stuff rolls off, they've got to reissue. They're having auctions all the time to issue debt, right? Yeah. But now the interest rates on that debt are three to four times more than what they were. And now it's a $21 trillion number. That's this, this, this country uh, is going to, that's a tax right there. That is uh, going to work against our GDP numbers. That's going to work against, you know, everything because so much of the revenue from taxes is going to just carry the interest on this debt without bringing it down. You know, yeah. it's going to gobble up somewhere between 17 and 20 percent of tax revenues, just not paying the debt off, just, just carrying the interest on $21 trillion. <laughs> so the Fed is bankrupting us at the same time in the sense that they, you know, they're, they're pushing uh, interest rates up. And who's going to pay for that? It's going to be a taxpayer. So one of the, uh, uh, expectations that we have at Bellhaven is that you're going to see higher tax rates. I don't care if it's Democrat, I don't care if it's Republican, Independent, whatever. Somebody's got to pay for this. And we all know the government can't cut enough services to offset that and head the other direction. It just won't happen. So they are going to come after the high net worth. You're going to get that top 1%, top 5%, top 10% of the earners in America, uh, they're going to come. And again, that's puts fire under municipal bonds because they ignore any tax increase that you have in the sense no. that they're not subject. So, uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah. uh, and that's why they're a favored investment of uh, the high net worth is because they don't have to worry about that. They've got their cash flow and, uh, um, you know, they don't have to uh, to pay any tax on that. 
Um, but yeah, this country is uh, in pretty rough shape. And that's, uh, but uh, yeah, we are the least dirty shirt on the planet. Yeah. And that's why our dollar has been so strong is because the, the currencies that the dollar is measured against have all gone down because of fears of uh, rapid inflation and uh, default worries and those types of things out there. Um, the IMF, the uh, International Monetary Fund, supports uh, you know, countries that need help. And um, they're reviewing 98 different uh, requests for uh, country help. Uh, at some of these third world countries and whatnot. And that's tripled uh, from about five years ago. Um, so, the, you know, the, the Fed is doing what they're doing because they haven't blown anything up yet. Now, if tomorrow uh, you see the S&P down a thousand, uh, you, you'll see a bond market rally because we, the bond market's going to know the Fed's come to the end of the rope on this and that they're not going to be going much higher. Um, and that's what the bond market is looking for. And that's why the yield curve is inverted. I don't know if anybody in here notices that, but a two-year bond, uh, and when I say two-year bond, it matures in two years, is offering more yield than a seven-year bond. Yeah. And, and it just people uh, immediately you think, well, why would I buy the seven-year bond when I can get more yield by buying a two-year bond? Well, Today, that makes sense. But what the bond market does is it doesn't look at today. It looks over the horizon. Okay. I always think of Wayne Gretzky when I say that because, uh, you know, Wayne would uh, tell uh, anybody that uh, would listen to him, kind of like me, um, you know, Gretzky didn't look at the puck. He looked at where he wanted the puck to go. <laughs> right. And that's what the bond market does. It is looking out and it's saying, uh, I'm going to buy those long bonds because in two years, when that two-year bond that you got a little more yield on matures, you're going to have a much lower reinvestment rate and wish you had owned those seven-year bonds because you still have five more years of income off of that bond. Yeah. So that's why the yield curve inverts is because, uh, and I hate to say this, they call it smart money, institutional money is moving out on the curb and grabbing it. And the, why would they do that? Well, if you think about the last several years where your money market fund yielded you nothing and interest rates were so low, you, you're like, I, I can't invest in bonds and earn 1%. Um, they're guarding against that happening to them again by buying longer maturities, okay? The bond market's very fragile right now. And it's because of all the debt that's sloshing around on a global basis, not just domestically, but on a global basis. Yeah. And it's, uh, uh, it's kind of, it's, it's just rough waters every day, which I enjoy. That, that's the kind of market I love, as you know, is uh, uh, tell me it's illiquid. Let's go in and see what we can find. Yeah. Um, you've seen that on a global scale. The gilt market, which is the uh, UK's bond market, um, started to lock up. And their Fed equivalent, okay, Bank of England, had to go in and buy gilts to support that market. And just, and they're raising rates. So it's kind of doing both, right? They're raising yeah. rates, but then they're in there buying bonds to support the market and offer the market liquidity. Um, 
I think we'll see that happen here. We've seen that happen here before where it gets very illiquid, but it's it's in that mode already. I don't know that it can be pushed a whole lot further, but it's a very ill liquid uh, market. And that is a great market. That's when you want to buy. Um, there's a, uh, you know, the Warren Buffett quote, uh, buy when people are fearful. Yeah. Okay. I think everybody would agree with that statement, but actually executing on it is a different story because oh, when, yeah. when you're afraid and you're not sure what's going to happen tomorrow and, uh, you, you're, you're panicky, uh, last thing you're going to do is enter a market like that and buy, you want to sit back and try to figure it out. But by the time you figure it out, it's already moved away from you. So yeah. that's why uh, Buffett's quote is, it's right. If you can buy and have a, a steel stomach during dark times, you'll do just fine when the sun comes out and the, the grass starts to grow again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have an indicator on this uh, on your screen that shows how many people have dozed off? Uh, all of them. <laughs> 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 well, that was a great. Hey, if there's anyone out there that wants to ask a question, we've got we've got one of the premier bond guys on with us right now. If you want to ask questions, now's the time. Yeah, I would love to have some questions. Anything um, anybody got out there for sure. Okay, so I want to clarify something. When you say bonds are going to rally, yeah, okay, the Fed pivots. So here's what I want to. I want you to answer this in what we could trade as a 30-year bond, you know, on the futures market. Yeah, uh, they're what are they at right now? They're like at 112 or something, right? Yeah. Uh, I've got it right here. Bonds are at uh, 122, 122.09 down two. So when you say bonds are going to rally, do you mean that 122.09 is going to go to 126.09? Or do you mean, okay. Yeah. So uh, prices will rally, which okay. means yields are coming down. Yeah. I just want to make sure we understand what you're talking about. Yeah. You say bonds are going to rally. Yeah. And it's confusing because you'll hear some people say uh, interest rates are rallying. Yeah. I mean, they're going higher. Yeah. Uh, it, that's confusing. It, yeah. it just, you know, the price is going higher. Yields are going down. Price is going down. Yields going up. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, do you think that, do you think we've reached the bottom? I mean, even if the Fed, is, does the Fed announce, when do they announce again? With the next, next week. Next, next Wednesday. Week? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. let's assume that just and I know you, I know you you said earlier you don't get caught up in this and that's fine, but let's assume they're going to go seventy five. Do you think that that's about it? Do you think I that's think all this the, market can bear? I think we're in the fourth quarter. I think the market can bear seventy five and then can bear another seventy five after okay. that. Um, okay. If they can get away with it, if if something doesn't break before. But, now and then and it's you know you're seeing stuff rolling over i mean when you dig into the uh, all the economic data that's out there on a daily basis and whatnot uh, anybody can take any uh you know couple of indicators or whatnot and tell any story they want to tell oh, but yeah. i think i think you know farmers are in a in a great seat for this right um and um 
and I, I pay attention to what's happening in the Midwest with green prices and then your input costs and that type of thing, because um, if the farmers aren't making money, then they're not buying uh, those uh, big, ugly green tractors and, uh, and Cadillacs. <laughs> so uh, that's a good indicator for a bond guy as to what is the supply and demand out there. And that's what, you know, inflation, we pay a lot of attention to. But um, the Fed has taken the housing market down uh, 15% already. And um, the, uh, you're seeing the used car market is uh, devastated at this point. And uh, uh, so you're seeing a lot of things uh, roll over. It's just like chips. Remember, it's the chips that everybody was relying on to get anything. Uh, and, and they were worried that uh, uh, it just wasn't enough chips to do anything. Um, there's going to be so many chips uh, a year from now that they're going to have to give them away in happy meals um, because they're, they're going to be worthless. Uh, so much money has been invested to expand manufacturing and chips. And that's going to come at a very, very bad time because we'll be in a full blown recession at that point. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, it's supply and demand. High prices take care of high prices. Low prices take care of low prices. So, you know, if we go, depending on how, how deep we can go into this, I mean, I agree, we're there, we're, we're in it now. I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, my gosh, Matt, how high have you, how high have you seen the 30 year bond get before on dollar price? Oh, uh, geez. I, you know, uh, one, one I, on price, I don't know, Ricky, I don't, I don't carry the dollar. I just carry the yield. So, you know, the, uh, the 10 year low is 37 basis points of wow. yield. So that's, wow. that's, a, uh, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> that's not even half a percent. It's no, uh, very, very low. Um, and I think, uh, I think yields will come down. And, you know, the bond markets uh, touch and go because they don't know how far the Fed's going to be able to push that. Now, the, the market's well aware that they're likely to do 75. That's already priced into the market. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you think about, uh, you know, uh, Fed funds uh, today, uh, you've got, uh, where are we, three and a quarter on, on Fed funds. Uh, and you got a one-year treasury bond at a 440. Wow. So it's already priced in for a fair amount of short-term interest rate moves. And that's the other thing is how many times have you seen a bad number come out and a stock trades up on that? It's because it's already priced in. The, the market already anticipated the bad number and had knocked down the value of that. Well, the same thing in bonds. Yeah. They price in what the expectation is. And right now, the expectation is 75 and then 75 uh, in December. Um, if they hesitate, if they bump 75 and say we're going to take a break at the next meeting or we may do, we may look to do a little less at the next meeting, you'll get yeah. a rally off of that because the market's already pricing in 275 uh, bumps. And that's all, that's all the bond guys are worried about really is when is the Fed going to have to pivot? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I've talked about this before. They are raising rates today so they can take them away later. And well, they want to have room. Yeah, they want to have room to cut rates 
when yeah. they go into a stimulus mode. Yeah. And that was the worry that they had uh, a year and a half, two years ago was they were at zero. Yeah. And they still couldn't get the inflation they wanted. So <laughs> there was panic in the Fed of, well, if we go into a recession, what do we do? We've already loaded our balance sheet up and we got zero rates already, you know, yeah. uh, that's why you had at one time, uh, well, maybe this time, uh, year, year and a half ago, there was $17 trillion worth of negative yields across the globe. People were investing at a negative yield, knowing that they're, they're, they're paying to, to yeah. loan money. Um, because they need a safe harbor and, and people say, well, why would they do that? Yeah. Well, a couple of things. Uh, it's not about what they're making or earning. It's, it's not about the return on the investment. It's about the return of the investment. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's not know, get rich, it's stay rich. It's stay rich. That's right. And that's why somebody would buy a bond at a negative half a percent. Yeah. You know, it, it's the common sense doesn't make, any sense but it was about I, I want to put my capital where i know it's safe so that's why you would buy treasury bonds at a negative yield just like you know you, you pay to have a safe deposit box to hold you know whatever you've got jammed in that you're, yeah. you're, you're paying a fee one way or another to have right. that box so right. it's the same premise as that and that's why you had 17 trillion in uh, negative debt um and i had somebody ask me well, how do you make money on a, on a negative uh, yield investment? And I said, you find a bigger idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one, there's always one out there, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we've got a question here from Kenton. Okay. Kenton asks, what are the basics of buying a bond? I have $1,000. What do I do hypothetically? Uh, hypothetically, you know, an advisor is going to tell you to invest in a fixed income mutual fund with that, um, which is, you know, the, the route you can go. Uh, you can buy a thousand dollar bond uh, of a corporate bond. They trade in thousand bond increments. There's not many tax free bonds that trade in a thousand bond increment. They're usually a minimum of five thousand. Some are a hundred thousand. Um, you know, that type of level. Um, really, uh, you know, I would tell uh, that person with that thousand bucks, just go invest in the one year treasury bond. You can buy that yeah. uh, in thousand dollar increments and you're getting a yield of 4%. It's taxable. But I mean, you know, yeah. I, you remember back, I, I remember way back in the uh, 90s or, or uh, mid 80s, late 80s. Your savings account was five and a quarter, and people used to whine about that, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Uh, Andrew's got a question. If someone was to buy bonds for the first time, should they look for a short maturity or a longer maturing bond or ignore the maturity and get one with the highest yield? Yeah. If you're a first timer, you, you've probably, uh, owned a bond and, and uh, you know, it was called a CD. CDs are certificate of deposits. All you're doing there is you're loaning that bank your money and they're tying it up for uh, six months, a year, two years, whatever it is. 
um, but you're taking on that bank's credit uh, exposure. Um, the you know FDIC secures you up to two hundred fifty thousand, but anything over that you could lose if that bank fails. So uh, I'm not the biggest fan of CDs. Um, they're right for some people, but you've got to make sure that uh, you stay within that two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar government uh, backing uh, that you'll get your money back. But those are bonds. Uh, they're just called CDs because they're certificates of deposit, but you're loaning somebody money. They're paying you interest for it. Okay. Um, you know, uh, there's some fascinating, uh, you can just Google basics on bonds and, and uh, um, you know, to understand that the components you need to know are the maturity, the coupon payment, the price that you're paying, and the most important is the yield that you're going to earn on that. Do not get confused by the coupon and think that that's what you're earning. That's just the interest that's being paid. What you actually put in your pocket is a factor of what's the dollar price you paid, okay? And what do you get back? If you paid 110, that means you paid $1,010 for one bond, but you're only getting a thousand back. So that $10 that you're losing on that one bond gets offset by your coupon. So if you have a 5% coupon, you got to take, you got to shave something off of that to account for your depreciation on that $10, right? Which means you're not earning 5%, you're earning a little less than 5% at that case. But as you know, bonds trade in all different prices, depending on the length of maturity. And the longer the maturity, the more risk you're taking from interest rate changes, right? If you buy a bond that matures in 30 days, you're not taking a lot of interest rate risk. It's not going to move much between now and 30 days from now. But if you buy a bond 30 years from now, uh, I won't be around to tell you if it did mature or not. (laughs) Uh, I can't tell you what's going to happen between now and then. but for your guy that's looking to invest, if he has an advisor, you know, uh, um, I don't know where everybody is, but, uh, you know, you think of any bank uh, from uh, uh, Wells Fargo, UBS, uh, Morgan Stanley, Merrill Lynch, uh, TD, uh, Ameritrade, I don't care what it is, you have advisors and they can sit down with you and go over what it that you're trying to do with this portion of your money, when might you need it back? That's the most important thing. Don't lock into anything that's going to put you at stress. Liquidity and knowing that 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 cash is available if you had an emergency situation is is very important to understand. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Good advice, good advice. I remember Matt. One time we had some bonds on the desk that were that were kicker bonds. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of flavors out there. You have to understand how to deal with them, and it's just that's why it, it's so important to have a trusted financial advisor helping you. Yeah, because there is a lot of of shifty talk that can take place and really juice it up. And you're not getting exactly what you think you were buying. That's it right. Happens, it happens That's all the right. time. 
Yeah, and I would guess it happens in in your line of work too, Ricky. You mm -hmm. go to a you go to an equipment auction and you look over three different tractors and you notice one of them has a uh, yeah an upgraded feature that isn't getting accounted for in the estimates. You know, well, mm -hmm. it's because you know uh, you you you've been in the business, you understand what what equipment's worth and does it have this. Uh, uh you know grain head on it or that or this or whatever yeah. it's the same thing in bonds you know bonds uh, uh the tax-free municipal bond market's uh three trillion in size and there's issues that have been outstanding for 20 or 30 years that had call features on them so a kicker bond is a bond you know most bonds in the muni space are issued with a 10-year call protection, meaning that uh, the municipality can't take it away from you before 10 years, okay? Uh, otherwise, if they were always callable like a mortgage loan is, they could refinance it three times and, and you just keep seeing your yield go down if you kept <laughs> rebuying it every time you did it. So yeah. for you yeah. to want to invest, you need some you know, you need some protection. Well, what happens is, uh, you know, uh, we'll take Seeger, for instance. So, you know, they issue 10 million bucks to, to build, uh, you know, whatever. Um, well, you get, uh, you, you know, uh, on that deal, there was bonds that were due in 20 years, but in 10 years, they become currently callable. They could take them away from you. Well, what happens is in a lot of these instances, these smaller municipalities, they, they get 10 years out and, and a deal that was 10 million, they've paid, they, they only have, uh, you know, 5 million left to pay on it. Yeah. And uh, it's not enough savings to hire a banker, hire a lawyer, print uh, your materials and go to market to borrow the 5 million to get a better rate. So they just let it roll and keep paying it. Well, because it's called on 30 days, you don't pay a premium for it. Or, or if you do, it's a very slight premium, you know. And right away, if, if it goes 60 days, 90 days, a year without being called, you've got that coupon, but you paid a very little premium for it. Yeah. And that yield kicks up the longer you own it. Yeah. because you're clipping a above market uh, coupon that is likely not going to get taken away from you. So, yeah, we love kicker bonds. I wish that I wish there were more of those around. We scour every day for that stuff, for sure. That's the uh, uh, those are pretty nice bonds when you can find them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, hey, Matt, I don't see any more questions. We've been about an hour and a half. I, you're tired. Okay. Take us, take us home here, if you would. What, what, what do we need to be watching out for? What, 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 uh, you know, hazard signs are you seeing? What do you think? Yeah, I think you just got to pay attention and and uh, understand that uh, uh, the government never tells you that. Hey, we may be in a recession tomorrow, or we're in a recession today. When they finally fess up, and, and there's different numbers that they'll use, you know, uh, one of them is uh, two negative uh, quarters yeah. of GDP is technically you're, you're in a recession. But um, when they do finally fess up to it, they'll say, well, it probably started in February. You know, <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. well, thanks. Uh, like you said, the bond market doesn't lie. So the bond market has been telling you that for a while and the way they tell you that is through the inverted yield curve in the sense of that 
if the bond market really believed that interest rates were just going to continue to go higher and higher and higher, the yield curve wouldn't be inverted. You would right. get a better yield for the longer uh, investment um, because you're taking more risk by investing that money out that long. But the, the bond market's very convinced that this will soon be over. If you can look across you know, at, the, at the horizon and stop looking at today, yeah. where are we going to be first quarter next year, second quarter next year, third quarter next year? What, what is going to keep the, the inflation going if there's no more stimulus checks and uh, you know, the supply side of the equation is thawing out? What's going to cause the demand if you're seeing wages decline, if you're seeing unemployment uh, spiking up? Yeah, those don't uh, equate to a healthy economy, and um, you'll wish you had bonds at that point because those will be your safe haven. Uh, you know, as everything else kind of implodes a little bit on you. Yeah, yeah. Well, Matt, thank you so much for being with Ricky, us. Ricky, it's a it's a joy to see you. Yeah. And, uh, and spend some time with you. If you get any follow up questions. Uh, kick them up to to the team, and we will get responses back on any of it. Awesome. Uh, if somebody has uh, uh, some net worth and they're looking for help, we can always uh, uh, refer them to somebody in their area that we know. Uh, and again, we're we're uh, nationwide, and we actually invest for uh, you know uh, overseas uh, clients too. We've got a mess of those uh, when they had negative rates over there. They came over here to invest in taxable municipal bonds uh, because we had positive uh, interest rates. Yeah. yeah. So, you. yeah. You just, that's what makes this so great. You never know what's going to change tomorrow. Yeah. There's always something changing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely is. So, but uh, again, I've been telling people don't panic. Uh, we'll get through this. Uh, your bonds are going to be fine. If you own bonds today and they're down, uh, I would uh, press you uh, to dollar cost average more money into them. Um, brings your cost basis uh, down and uh, gets you a little higher yield today so that it, you know, that'll yeah. work out for you in the, in the long run. Um, you know, if, you're, if you've never done bonds and you're worried about it, uh, you surely know an advisor somewhere that can sit down, have a cup of coffee, and just discuss uh, how bonds work, for sure. Um, like, who are, I mean, I'm trying to think of the, what's the, got the one right down the road, and I can't even think what it's called. What What are some of them, Matt? Uh, you probably have an Ed Jones. or Edward Jones. A, yep. Yeah, Edward Jones, uh, they set up shops in uh, rural areas, so you'll, you'll see them yeah. a lot. Now they're they're mostly transactional, meaning that they want to sell you a bond, and uh, um, which means you've got to stay on top of the credit quality yourself and that type of thing. What we do is we manage portfolios on behalf of uh, individuals, and we do all that for them so that they don't have to worry about anything on it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Again, bellhaven.com. Of course, yeah. you can't you can't go direct to Bellhaven. Come through a financial advisor. Mention Bellhaven's name; they'll get you set up. Yeah, uh, Matt. Thank you. It, thank you, it, Ricky. It's good to see you. And, I see uh, you. You look great. Uh, Are really you really proud of everything you're doing? Uh, you're you. helping. You're helping a lot of people, and 
with the way you're farming, you're really helping the environment. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, keep at it there, cowboy. Thank you. Uh, Thank keep you. it rolling. Now, uh, in case this is the last one of these I ever do with you, if we only end up with 10 listeners, uh, I'm going to assume I've been kicked off the, uh, the, the rounds. But uh, you let me know, uh, you know, next time you want to get up and just tell you if something happens to the market, you want to get on and talk about it, uh, you just let me know. Okay. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We'll do it. Okay. We will do it because there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of hardship coming, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, and like you said, a lot of people, you know, ah, don't worry about those bonds. Let's worry right. about the stock market. Right. And I think the stock market is getting ready to... To just yeah, move. it's uh, it, it's trying to have a bear market rally. You know, it's uh, um, unfortunately and well, it's fortunately for people, but it's also unfortunate because for 12 years, if you bought any dip, you look oh. like a genius. Yeah. And it's going to take down 20, down 30 to break that that routine and get people to realize that, you know, when you get in a bear market, it's, it's sell on the ups and uh yeah. and don't buy on the dips because yeah. it's going to dip lower so yeah That's but uh yeah hopefully you get some questions and follow up and and we discuss with that um but uh thank you so much for having me thank, on thank you man and, thank uh, you. I, I hope we've done some good for somebody out there if oh. nothing if nothing else in the right time zone we've sued somebody to sleep <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, hey, we've got listeners on Matt. We've got listeners from Australia. We've well, there got you go. From you Ukraine. Go. So we've, we've saved them uh, some melatonin that yeah. they won't have tonight. Yeah, they're they're already gone. So hey, <laughs> all right, hey, all right, buddy. Thanks. Thank you, buddy. We'll all see right, you see soon. You. Okay, Ricky. Yep. All right, bye. -bye. bye.